0: All right, we're good to go. have got the recording started, and I want to welcome all of you to our monthly teleseminar here. And um, just to kind of review, um, I'm going to just talk a few minutes on the topic for today, and then uh, if people wanted to make comments or ask questions or share anything about their own understanding of the principles, um I'll uh, be, we'll be glad to do that. And uh, to do that, uh, just press star two. And that'll show up here on my control panel. And uh, I'll open the airwaves so uh, you can talk.
1: Um,
0: so, really looking forward to another tele- teleseminar with you all. And I hope you had a uh, wonderful month and um, found more insight into the principles. Uh, today's topic is really, uh, an interesting one. It's like, what thoughts are you willing to give your, uh, give up your happiness for? And, and it's really like that. So I wanted to talk with you a bit about what I have understood from Sydney Banks about happiness and well-being. And, um, also share how the principles, um, how an understanding of the principles can foster people living in happiness. So I want to start with a story because this story really does um, – let's see. Somebody has a hand up. Let me just see what that is.
2: Hi,
0: do you have a question?
3: Anyone I right? did. I was, hello. Yeah, I did, but I was going to wait until you got around to it. So. Oh, okay, because you just uh,
0: – I saw your hand up, so I, I just thought maybe you had a question as we got started. Okay. Um, that's fine. I'll,
3: I'll wait till you do your thing. Then I do have – a topic of what you'd be willing to give your happiness
0: Okay. A... Okay, okay. Great. 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 I'll get back to you. Okay. So um, I want to start with a story. This story really hits, hit, you know, really does prove the point of what we wanted to talk about today. And some of you may have heard this story already, uh, but I want to share it because it really is a nice understanding of just how we give up a, a feeling of well-being through the way we use our thinking. Innocently, this is not anything today about feeling badly that you don't spend more time in happiness. It's just, again, with the principle, just gaining more of, a, of an insight about the nature of them and and our own nature. But um, you you may have heard the story on one of my videos or um, at one of the presentations I made these last... Um, Several months, but in any case, um, um, I was in my office and I had a client, new client, come in, and she was 85 years old, and um, she said, uh, "I'm healthy. There's nothing physically wrong with me, but I know I, I don't have much longer on the planet, or much longer to live, and I want to talk with you so I could be happy. I've been depressed for the past 20, 25 years." And I want to live the rest of my life happy. So I said, great, and uh, let's talk. And we started to talk about the principles and um, we talked about the nature of thought and how thought really creates feeling and how feeling is a, just a reaction to our to our thinking. And it was going nowhere. So um had about six sessions, and it really went nowhere. She was not getting anything, and uh, out of frustration, I asked her, well, are you ever happy? And she said, yes she, yes, she is happy at times. And I said, well, I was a bit shocked by that. And I said, well, when are you happy? And she said, when I wake up in the morning. And I said, when you wake up in the morning, you're, you're happy? She said, sure, I am. And so then I, I said, well... Where does it go? What happens to that? She said, well, by the time my feet hit with my slippers, I remember I'm depressed. And all, that's it, see? And, and the minute she said that, we were home because she started to see, oh, my God. What happened is I, uh, for, for my good feelings is they get taken away when I uh, start thinking about myself as a depressed person. And so then we could really talk and she could get she had some deep insights. And I wanted to use that story because that's really the same for all of us. It may not be when our feet hit our, hit the slippers, but all of us lose a bit of our, con, our, our um, connection to happiness or well-being given the thoughts we entertain. And like with this client, um, once she got going, um, it was nonstop, you know. She remembered, oh, man, it's a depressing day, and how uh, oh, the weather is, and right. it's cold in the house, and no, none of my friends are going to call. And then it got even more severe, in a way, and that she started to think of, uh, about how bad a wife she was to her husband and all these kinds of things, you know. So, again, once you start engaging that thinking, it's so, you know, that's being created through thought, consciousness and thought make it a reality. So she was living in that. She didn't question that at all about herself. But what she didn't realize, and innocently so, we are all like this, is that um, as she uh, continued to look at herself in those terms, she was uh, keeping herself from her own happiness. And I guess as she slept, those thoughts left her mind. You know, she said because she said when she w- woke up, she was happy. Well, the minute you let go of thinking that pressured thinking or stressful thinking, um for her self-critical thinking, you'll feel you'll feel good. You'll have happiness and well-being. So during her sleep, um, those thoughts she just kind of, I don't you know, let go of her attention to those thoughts and. And she woke up happy. But it was quick live. and like all of us, me too. Um, uh, without us even realizing it, we can get into a, a, a level of thinking where um, we lose our goodwill and, and, and well-being and, and
1: happiness. And that's the
0: nature of the principles. The principles of thought and, and consciousness tell us that you're always going to be creating thinking and uh, whatever it is you're thinking and engaged comes to life for you. That's what you live in. So, like with this client and for me too, when I get into pressured thinking or stressful thinking or worried thinking, um, it looks to be fully encapsulating, and, um and so I'm there for a while. Until what? Well, what we have going for us is a wonderful gift, and that is we can, as human beings, recognize uh, what's creating the experience we're living in, and it's a wonderful gift. It's not something you could have a strategy for. You all know that. Um, um, You can't I have a strategy that I'm always. Whenever I think of where we thought I'm going to drop it, you know, it just is that when we have a it re- recognition. Oh man, that's my thinking. However, it comes to you. Oh, my thinking went south. Oh wow, that. Oh man, I got. Ta- I'm taking that seriously. That gives you a. That moves you to a different level of thinking. Now, you may not completely get rid of that thinking, but you're now feeling differently. And as you are able to have thoughts outside of that pressured thinking or that troubled thinking, you'll feel better. You'll you'll be having a sense of happiness and well-being. But it's really important to, to have a sense that you can recognize what's going on that you can realize the nature of the principle. And in so doing, begin to change how you're experiencing life and how you may at times innocently take yourself away from your natural setting to be happy and to experience well-being. I remember listening to a tape of Sidney Banks and he said, you know, when our thinking drops, our thinking level drops and we get into a bad mood, you really want to have the courage to see that the only thing that changed was your thinking. And I thought that was a wonderful thing. I, I reflected on that statement a lot, you know, because whatever is our thinking, it looks like it's coming from the outside, you know. It looks like we're really, uh, that that whatever it is that we're creating is true. And uh, to begin to have the courage to remind yourself that you're thinking really starts to allow people to gain some freedom from those habitual thoughts that take us away from our own happiness and well-being. And there's a whole host of character, character thoughts, you know, characters that we can think, you know, endless, endless thinking. But... It isn't that we have to tackle every one of those characters. We just have to know what's going on behind the scenes and what's going on behind the scenes is innocently thoughts got created that uh, are are, are making us feel bad in some way that are creating emotional reactions and um, that's all we need to know. We don't have to go after worry. We don't have to go after anger. We don't have to go after Uh, uh, pressure, feelings, stress. Uh, We could just come back to the principles and that starts to free us. That starts to give us other thoughts that, again, appear, occur to us and allow us to kind of direct ourselves in that direction. Another thing recently I heard on a Sydney Banks tape was um, that when you have a good feeling, you want to really, um, live in it. You, you wanna, in, you know, these are my words. I, I don't think you said it this way, but this is what I heard. You, you want to, uh, capture it. You wanna keep it alive. And I think that's really important, um, for all of us to realize that, um, We can do that. We can stay. We can hold on to a good feeling. We could stay longer if we keep our eye on that. I know with the couples I see, once they start to regain their loving feelings um, and they start to express them in the meetings with me, I encourage them to stay with them, to keep them alive. Because, you know, out of habit, it's pretty easy to say, well, that was a nice feeling, but what about? these issues, you know, or what about this thing about myself? But um, I I love uh, uh, what I heard in a Sydney Banks tape, and I'm continuing to reflect on it. That is, when you have a good feeling, live in it. Keep it around. Um, You know, that's our default setting. That's the feeling. We were born in that deep feeling that we're calling happiness today. But it's really deeper than... What we might intellectually um I think uh, happiness is it's really contentment uh, and contentment I don't know, you probably have all had moments where you just feel wonderful, you just feel love feelings of deep love or you just feel uh, a warmth um and um when you look at that feeling um In that feeling, you have no thought that you need anything more or that you're lacking. There are no thoughts like that that come around in that deep feeling of contentment. It's just kind of peace. It's like, in a sense, a degree away from um, you. It's not so concerned with you as it is just living in this wonderful feeling, and that's really our birthright. That's what we're born in. And I think I'd mentioned it previously with the nurses I, I mentor right now. I, I mentor these nurse managers on a maternity ward as part of my uh, coaching practice for the principals. And uh, a nurse was walking me out, and she mentioned that, and you know, she delivered babies for 20 years, and she sees them born with wisdom. But she also mentioned she sees them born with this deep feeling. And, uh, and it's true, they don't yet have concern on their minds, you know. <laughs> they haven't been taught yet to hold a grudge. Uh, so they don't have, you know, they've got nothing filling up their heads that would keep them away from their natural state of well-being, of contentment. Another clue to contentment I got from Sydney Banks was that contentment is being satisfied with what is.
2: Isn't that something...
0: If you really look at that, again, when I look at that for myself, it's really that I'm not going to entertain any thoughts. You know, I'm just if you're completely satisfied with your moment, you're not going to entertain any thoughts. You're not going to look at it in terms of um, uh, what needs to be done next or how to improve yourself another degree or how to get out of whatever you're in. You see how that calms the mind and, and uh, how that really is, you know, contentment and satisfaction is really an expression already of a deeper feeling. I mean, I, 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 there's no words for the deeper feeling that we're calling happiness or contentment. Those are just ways of, of how they get expressed through thought. Um, but again, you know, that's really, um, Therefore, for the pickings for ourselves. Were it not for the movies we keep watching as they, as they get played on our screen through thought and consciousness? Again, nothing wrong with this. Nothing that there is for you to do. It's just, again, to notice, to know the deeper meaning of what we are and how innocently we can spend time away from that. Uh By thinking we have we begin to give space to in our minds. I call it renting space in your mind and um it's nice to be able to um, send a lot of those renters home or at least out of your place so it's the understanding of the principles essentially that leads us back to. Happiness and well-being. Just like that client I mentioned, the 85-year-old woman. As long as she didn't have any sense, she had an intellectual feel for the principles, but she didn't have a deep insight or realization of what how, what they were. So she couldn't really do much to guide herself toward happiness. But when we talked about, you know, that 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 moment where she said, "I remember, I'm depressed now." She had a feel for the operational principle. She saw it for herself that she engaged thoughts that occurred in her mind and brought them in and let them in space for the whole day. And then they they asked friends to come and join them. Before you knew it she was really depressed. But she saw it was innocent, you know, she saw that she couldn't you can't really control the thoughts that occur to you. You can't. But you can help yourself not live there, and like Sydney suggested, live more with your feelings of happiness and well-being. The natural setting for everybody, what we're born with. Um, so um, one time I was um, I called up uh, Sydney Banks, and this is just again another way that. I take him saying to me, live in good feelings, live in what you're meant to live in. And I I, I wanted him to share more about this one particular point, you know? And he said, you know, that's nonsense to even go in that direction. It's nonsense to go into what you're troubled by. Just live life. Well, I got off the phone and I was kind of upset because I didn't feel like I got an answer. But I've been reflecting on that phone call for a long time. And, I, and it's the same piece. It, it means live live in your moment. It, live your life. Live without thinking about it. Live without an opinion of yourself. You see? So many variations of the formless quality of thought can move in a direction where we feel bad. We move away from our inborn capacity for well-being, for joy, for love. And uh, another way of doing that is having opinions. See, that's just, just, again, another form. There's so many forms. I called them characters earlier today. But there's just so many forms because it's endless. I mean, thought thought creates endless varieties. One of the people, uh, uh, my colleagues in the early days used to call it, um, the our thoughts, and robin flavors, you know. You've got 31 flavors of thoughts and all of them can take you away from your happiness. And today in us talking, it's not for you to work at getting rid of any of your 31 flavors. It's just to see the game. It's just to see what, what's, what we're up to. Yeah. And um, even that, what I just told you is not something you can use as a strategy. Because if you want to pay attention, you know, to remembering, oh, these are just 31 flavors of uh, my thinking, you can't. Again, why can't you? Because the minute you get into a thought and you're engaging it, it's a lie for you, it looks like it's true. And you gotta wait till it occurs to you. True thought, it occurs what's going on. And to me, how there's hope there is that the more you point yourself toward the principles, to me, the, the, the uh, it increases the frequency at which you wake up. It occurs to you what's going on. This is a beautiful part of living with this understanding. It, it really takes having to work at yourself off the table because first of all, it's impossible, I think. I mean, I think you could, uh, you could, uh, drop negative thoughts. I think you could probably form a strategy to do that, but it won't last and it won't be there reliably. But what's there reliably is the realizations you've had so far, I don't care what they are, even if they look to you as small realizations about the principles, they don't go away. And what will happen is they will occur to you um, and when they occur to you, you can use them to move yourself away from um, uh, the, the negative reactions you're in. In fact, the minute it occurs to you what's going on, oh my God, my thinking's gone south again, or Oh my God! I just took that as a re as a as a truth about me. You've already shifted so um, I just wanted you to also see this It's so valuable to see that what we what happens for people when they are able to think differently is that the, that uh, it occurs to them that what their experience has all to do with their thinking. See, and once that occurs, you got—it's easy then to look for uh, uh, other ways to to think, or try to calm yourself down, or use whatever it is that comes to you to find your well-being again.
1: And um,
0: I think that is probably the, one of the most wonderful things I've seen about the principles: is that I don't have to work on myself. But I do point myself in the direction of the principles. I mean, like, I read Sidney Banks and listen to his tapes and reflect. But the key here is for you to just get into a sense that you are, you are uh, this feeling we call happiness. And it never goes away. I don't care who you are, it never leaves. And it's at full strength for everybody. Why? Well, because everybody's a part of mind. And mind is this energy that provides us what we're calling happiness and well-being. We are that energy. There's hands down no questions about that. But it looks questionable when you live in concern or when you live in fear or when you live in um, opinions about yourself. However, that can just be a passing moment. It doesn't have to be where you live. And the minute you have some inkling, realization, insight into the principles, you're on your way home. Because the minute you have an insight you're there. You're right there. And um, uh and that's why when I see couples I never give up hope, no matter how much hope they have given up. Because that's just thoughts fooling them. The habits of thoughts that they have, their fault finding thoughts about each other have fooled them and when they live in that they don't experience the the love love and understanding, that's part of who they are. However, when they begin to settle that down and quiet that down, it starts to emerge. There's an old saying, um, the honeymoon's over. Like this, you know, newlywed couple get into their argument, an argument, their first argument, they said the honeymoon's over. Well, it's never over. That feeling never leaves. So you are... um, you are love, understanding, happiness, contentment. Uh, deeply so. I mean, it's infinite. I mean, you can experience that deeper and deeper and deeper the rest of your life. You never get to the end of that. That's what you are. So um, today, I just wanted to have us take a look there to see what we truly are and how is just the innocent, uh effect of the thinking we rent space to in our minds that make us doubt the happiness and well-being that we are. Uh, But once you begin to point yourself toward the principles, you're on your way. Once you look at what Silly Banks suggested, when, when you've got a good feeling, hold on to it, live in it. Uh, guard it, you know, guard it. Um, see it as precious. See it as something to live in. Um, uh, you find more of it for yourself. And remember, it's endless. I mean, I mean, the energy of mind is before... I mean, what mind and the principles are before any physical form. So it's like, my God, it's like endless... So, um, that's the hope of the principles for me, no matter what people are up against. The minute what they're up against quiets down, and what emerges is this well-being,
1: uh, their, their love
0: and understanding, their contentment. So, I say that in my talk on addictions, that contentment is the cure. And again, I just repeating what I said earlier, and here's why: when you really have a feeling of contentment, again, in that moment of contentment, all of that negative renters are left in your mind, huh? You have that feeling of contentment. You do not have a thought that you need more, which is the usual thought of somebody in addiction or a compulsive behavior, huh? They need more. They need to get higher than they are now. They need to feel better than they are now. But once you experience your true nature, you don't have a desire. You don't need more. You're at peace, and that's knowing that's there, and starting to have inroads into that cures people. Because once you've had experiences like that, you know. You know that. Um, when you get kind of caught up in your uh, trouble thinking, it's only a momentary thing. You know where to look to get yourself back on track. You know it's already in you. You don't have to go do anything to get uh, your happiness. Isn't that something? You don't have to do a thing. Um, But again, innocently, we're taught that we do. And uh, you know how that goes, huh? I know for me, when I was um, studying uh, in graduate school for my PhD, it was like a five-year thing. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, there was always that thought, "Oh man, you know, I, I, I had like a week where I had to really study and do a project, and I was like, Oh man, I'm not, gonna, I can't wait to get my degree, to get that degree, I'm going to be happy for the rest of my life.'" <laughs> you know, we've all had that kind of experience. Wait till something like that, but it doesn't come that way. Now I look back, I could have been happy every moment in graduate school. I was. I had a happy times, but there were times I felt I was suffering. So um, so it doesn't come from the outside. And the, and the beauty of the principles, it tells us that we are that now. We are that right now. And when I was at the innate health conference and made my presentation um, at Tacoon in London, I told everybody, you know, Happiness is with us right now, 450 people. Happiness is right there for us now. We're not for the thinking. And of course I was thinking because I had a talk, I had to make a presentation. But it's not, never uh, never ever uh, anything that you could lose. And that's the beauty of uh, this understanding is that when you catch on to that, no matter what you're in, even if it doesn't change, you still have the hope. You know, you're still more settled by knowing that you are part of mind, even though you may be in disturbing thoughts. So it doesn't mean that just because you have an understanding of your principles, you're not going to have disturbing thoughts. But you'll have hope that you'll see your your way clear at some point and find your well being again. So I just wanted to share that with everyone. I, I hope. That made sense and and was helpful. Oh, by the way, I wanted to let you all know that I heard from uh, the innate health conference people and um, the videos for that conference may be up on the site in a couple of weeks. So I'll let you all know about that because um, I'd love for you to hear my presentation on the principles. And I did uh, uh, another, a couple of other talks as well. Anyhow, for today, I hope that was helpful for people. And um, just want to check in with you, see if anybody has any comments or any questions. If you do, uh, press star 2, and I'll, uh, I'll um, unmute you. So we have somebody from uh, Willow Crest, Illinois, is what I see here. And uh, so... Hello?
3: Hello, can you hear me?
0: Yes, who
3: is this? You, hi, this is Sandhya. Um, is this huh? better? Oh yeah, I can Hello. hear you it's really nice. To know. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Okay. I totally resonate with everything you said. It was beautiful, I get it. And then there's a big but. Um, yeah. um I had an I had an incident the other day and your original one was what thought are you willing to give up your happiness for? Yes. Um it it got well, what happened was um I had uh an encounter with somebody a year and a half ago and I thought the encounter went fine, but a year and a half later she came back to me and said, No, no, it wasn't fine, blah, 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 blah. And I have to agree with her in retrospect that I probably didn't behave correctly. Uh huh. And so, so what I'm trying to, you know, and the frustrating thing was I've been studying the three piece for about two years, a little over two years now, and it was like, but this is true. But this is true. And the thing that the thing one of the things that really triggered me was George Fransky was talking about something at one point recently, and he said that he used to work with pedophiles, and until he could stop judging pedophiles, he really couldn't help them because he kept believing they were broken. I see. And I'm and I'm paraphrasing. Um, Uh So, so I I think I I think I need to tell you what happened so that you can understand why I'm upset or. Should I not?
0: Well, no. You don't have to tell me of this story. It's like, um, so you recognize that what went on in, in the interaction didn't go well. I thought it had, but according, yes. according to her, it hadn't. It hadn't. And when you uh, heard what she said to you, you agreed.
3: I, I, I was stunned. I was stunned. Yeah. And yes. I, I, I dropped right in. Like, I, I didn't attack back or anything. I dropped right in and I said, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I hadn't even thought of it. And she says, well, I think every time I see you. And, uh-huh. and, and then later I pulled her aside and I said, you know, I really respect what you said and I'll take it into serious consideration. And I want you to know if there's anything I can do to make amends, let me know. And, but, okay, so this is where, this is the thought. Well, I thought that was great. That, well, yeah, but, you know, like, mm-hmm. Okay, so George uh-huh. said he couldn't forgive anybody who was a yeah. pedophile at first yeah. because he had a judgment about it. Well, yeah. I, I kind of, I know this is bad, but I kind of pride myself on being good. You know, I I try to do what's right. I try to do what's good. And mm-hmm. I didn't. And so now I feel like I'm trying to, um, like I can't get past the fact that, you know, I did something that wrong, you know, and um, – I, you know, I I guess I don't know how to forgive myself. I know all the fancy stuff, and you're one with God, and look to mind. And when I look to mind, mind says forget yeah. about it. But I just can't seem to let it go.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, uh, okay, great. I'm glad you continued to share with me. And so I, you know, a couple of things, you know. I just want to say a little bit about what you said at the end. I hear the same thing. I hear I'm one with God and all of that. And, you know, um, uh, there's a difference between hearing that and knowing it intellectually and really knowing it. And I, I can say that I get feels of that, glimpses of that, but I can't tell you I really know that. I mean, I get a, a glimpse on mine. You know, I get a glimpse of that. I get a glimpse on God, but... I mean, I don't know it. And I think the rest of my life is one of knowing it more and more. So that's that. Right. Now, now, why do you think... So why do you think you can't forgive yourself?
3: Well, um, sort of like... Okay, I can tell you exactly why. Because at the time, I thought I was doing and I was following my heart. I was, I just did what I, I reacted. I just did what I thought I should do. And Uh the three Ps is based on you get grounded and you do what's, you do what's, you know, you do what is, comes up. You, you wait and then you do what comes up. Now in telling you this, I realized that when, when that incident happened, it was a very traumatic and I was not grounded. I was like just reacting to an emergency situation. So that's that's a telling difference as i explained it to you that wasn't so the reason i couldn't let it go is, is you know if if i'm going to hurt somebody with the three p's or with first aid or whatever it is i don't want to do it if i have if i can't rely on my innate wisdom you know i mean this woman says i hurt her and yeah so
0: yeah so okay so um this is wonderful. I'm so happy you brought this up, and uh, so I want to say a few things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share with my answer. I'm gonna share what I think, but I want to tell you something too. It's like, um, um, I would be willing to talk with you offline at some point if you wanted to email me because I want to leave room for other people. But I wanted to share with this because of a couple of things. Um. Uh. You can't hold your. You can't hold uh, against yourself your level of thinking. We all would strive. Me too. I would love to be able to hear my wisdom twenty four seven. I tell you that right now. I would love to, but I don't. And uh, you know, I mean, I would. So I know that there are times I even speak to my wife from a place of, uh, from a you know a a place of uh, I don't know ego or something and hurt her feelings. And I would love to not do that. I would love to always be speaking from my wisdom. It just doesn't seem to work that way. We here's the way you got to look at forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't something to do. It's an understanding. And here's the understanding. You can only live at the level of your thinking today or this moment. And whatever happened to you then, uh, I don't know, but whatever happened, your thinking was off. It may not have been at its best. Who knows?
3: That's true.
0: It was. Yeah. Now... You what? can't control that. You have to begin to understand mm-hmm. that you did all you could do, given the thinking you had. And, and there's the, thing, no is,
3: and the yes. thing is, for a year and a half, yes. I, every time I saw that woman, I saw her with love, and I was so proud of how I handled it. I mean, for a year and yes. a half, I thought I did a great job. And she said, yes. oh, no, you didn't. Yeah. Well, I've
0: had times like that, too. I've had times when I thought I'd oh man, I did a great presentation and then six months later I heard, oh man, you were really off, you know. I mean here's the piece though. Here's the piece. I want to go back to the forgiveness piece. Because there's many there are a few other elements of what you're saying. See, here's the thing with see. this relaxing thing that is. You can't um ask more of yourself than what you're thinking now. Now, later you can. Now, that's where people go wrong. They get uh, they get their bearings back and then they go back and think they should have been able to live wiser or something or have acted differently. And um, you can't see something that... Um, Impacts another person unless they give you feedback. So I thought that once you got the feedback, I thought that you did a nice job in terms of the human realm to try to, uh, to try to take care of business. But the forgiveness isn't something about, um, letting go. It's understanding. And the understanding is uh, you're you're moving around. It's kind of scratching when you're. Um...
3: Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. The understanding is this: you can just behave toward another person according to the level of thinking you're in today, and you're you can't control your level of thinking. So. That's so important to reflect on because see, once you get that understanding, once you see that with an insight, then you'll get thoughts about what, like what people say. Well, let go, or you'll just automatically come to peace with yourself.
2: See,
0: um, I had a. a I still do, a friend who started to understand the principles with me back in the early 80s, and he always had trouble going home to talk with his father. I think it's, I shared this in the past tape. Hey, unfortunately, you're going to hear it again. And uh, But going back, it hit him this one time that his father is doing all he can do given the level of thinking he operates from. And he just came to peace with his father, all of his father's behaviors and so forth, that he, just, what he would call forgave them. But What he really does have an understanding that human beings can only act at the level they're thinking. It's like an umpire in a baseball game. If you watch the baseball that's going on now, the championship series, that home plate umpire only calls it the way he sees it. The players see it differently. The managers see it differently than the umpire does. Sometimes the pitcher sees it differently. But the umpire can only call it as best he sees it. And that's all we can do. The trouble is we have different levels of thinking. So our levels rise. We get better information. We learn more. And then we go and give ourselves a bad time for not knowing it a year ago or five years ago, you know. And that's why we start to feel better. But but what's called forgiveness, for me, is really an understanding. It's not letting go. It's not a behavior. It's an understanding.
3: And what you see
0: is, um, I can't act any, any more than the way I'm thinking right now. And that's why uh, you're going to make amends was a really beautiful thing, because... We can, we can, we can see what we've done and maybe hurt another person's feelings and just go take care of that. Once we see that, um, we got, we lost our bearings. We just weren't thinking at our best. So.
3: And, and I think the most healing, the most healing realization I've had in this, and I really thank you, is that that wasn't the level of thinking that I sit with my clients with that it I am centered and I because when I'm on with my clients I know I'm on I mean I just know it and just making that distinction actually has cleared up a lot for me that back then I I was it was an emergency situation I wasn't thinking clearly so um and what was also cool is when she um brought it up to me Mm-hmm. I saw how, just like a rock falling to the bottom of a well, I just got so grounded. Like it just came in really fast. So I should also cheer cheer for that. I mean, I got grounded really fast, and so that was a good lesson as well that I hadn't acknowledged. So thank you.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anybody else have any um, anything that they'd like to make a comment about or a question? Yes, okay. There's somebody here It's not coming up unknown, but you just raised your hand.
2: Hello? Hello? Yes, yes, hi. Hi, would you mind if I ask a question? No, what's your name? Uh, My name is Vladimir. Oh, okay, hi. Hi, Um, I work in London and I live in Bedford. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and I would like um, to ask something about further education for children. All right. Since I uh, since I started understanding this a couple couple of years ago, I've noticed that everything in our society is lacking this understanding and lacking uh-huh. lacking to know where the home is.
0: Uh huh.
2: And I'm wondering. Yes, I noticed that everything I learned so far until this yes. understanding it it was just wrong. I'm wondering about my children going to further education. And and uh, learning from learning something that you know is obviously wrong. I mean, what is your opinion on that?
0: Wow, well, that's uh well you 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 know you're
2: you're right. I mean, um
0: I mean, like, the level of consciousness in the world at some areas is pretty low, but you know, in other areas, it's really on the rise. I mean, you look at, for example, what's going on there in the UK. I mean, the level of consciousness in different areas there, uh, where the principles have just emerged. It's just amazing how that's emerging. So here's where, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, you have, you live. You live your understanding. You live uh, pointing yourself to your wisdom with your children. You live with uh, what we were talking about today, your love and understanding, the energy that you are. And they'll do fine. Because they'll come to you. They'll come to you. And when they come to you, you could correct them if they need to. I don't mean correct their behaviors. I don't mean to correct it as if you're the expert. I mean, you can help them see clearer. Yeah. Now, when you live with your children, always see they have wisdom. They have their own wisdom, and it'll take care of them. And given that you already under have the understanding principles, it's going to help them a great deal. But you can't, you don't want to live thinking about the educational system because um, that's what's there right now. That your children have wisdom and that will take care of them. It really will. And that you can live with them from your understanding, you know, that you can help yourself get out of a low mood or see that love and understanding is the place or see, uh, like that woman said before, making them a poly- These things come to people when they have an understanding of the principles and you live that with your children. You're going to fortify them. And they will see you. They will feel your um, understanding. And that will that will make it easy for them to come to you with questions. And it'll make it easy for you to notice something and point it out to them. See, uh, I wouldn't, you can't, um, you you can't like protect people from the levels of thinking that are in the world. You You just can't do it. But you can live with people, you know, your family, from your own understanding. You can just live with that and deepen it and uh, be yourself from that understanding with them. And that will fortify them. In addition to the fact that they already have their own intelligence, it's already there. And I would suggest to you that whenever you talk with your children, listen for their wisdom. Listen for it. Dialogue with them, uh, listening for their wisdom. That's the greatest piece of advice I got from Sidney Banks about parenting. You know, I went to him about worried about my parenting my son. He was three years old at the time. And he just started talking about how children have wisdom. I never thought about it that way. And once I woke up to that, oh, my God, it was just a wonderful uh, way of parenting uh, to try uh, to listen for the wisdom. You know, for example, just kind of getting curious about, well, why did you do it that way? What was that about? What do you think, uh, could you see it differently? Just trying to have dialogues with them around the, uh, having their own wisdom manifest, trying to hear that. You see, that's how to do it, and they'll they'll do fine. You know, they'll just do fine. I mean, they're very very blessed that you uh, understand the principles, and you bring that to them and to your parenting, and uh, they're going to grow up fine. They they're, they're going to have this insulation from the different levels of. Um, of uh, consciousness that they need, and on the other hand, too, uh, not everybody in the educational system is at, you know, troubled levels of consciousness, I and mean, they'll run up against some really, really beautiful teachers. And uh, if they they know uh, uh, to uh, honor their own wisdom, their children, they'll do fine. They'll hear they'll hear what to do. They'll take care of themselves. I hope that was helpful to you because you can't, oh man, you can't, um uh, I mean, you, you don't want to be focused on, uh, 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 what your children will face. You want to be focused on what you can be with them and what they are and, uh, and, and you want to live your understanding. You don't want to take your thinking about the educational system to take you down, you know? I, I I do, uh, 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 I have to stretch in the morning because I've, I've just got a very bad back. And um, unfortunately, what I do is I turn on the local news. I and mean, you know, I'm stretching. It's about 20 minutes of stretching. Oh my God. If I let that news enter my head, oh man, I'd be troubled about all day about society, you know? <laughs> You just don't. You just see that you don't want to do that. You want to live your understanding, and if you do that with your children, they're going to blossom. They're probably already blossoming, but that's that's what to do. And of course, use your own wisdom. If you see um, if you see uh, uh, an educator or a, a particular school that may not really fit, take care of them. One of my dear friends. Um, I'm not going to say her name, but she did that with her kids. She saw that the school just wasn't right for them. It would rob them of their good feelings, So she found a better school. She searched it out. Um, but I, I don't, I don't want to prescribe things for you. I just want to uh, offer you a direction and that is live your understanding. Keep your goodwill for your kids, not from worry but from love and understanding. Ask them what they think, trying to find their wisdom. I'll tell you, your connection to them will deepen and you'll see that they're fortified because they won't be afraid to bring anything to you. And then, too, you can have a dialogue, you know, you all can have a dialogue about that and that's where um, you're of service to the children. Well, I hope hope it was helpful to you um, in answering that. Um, I hope today's uh, presentation was helpful. And, um, again, I just wanted to remind you that uh, we're going to have the recording on uh, the, my website, and that's org. And uh, go to the community page, and if you haven't visited the community page, um, there's other uh, past teleseminars you can download. So I hope uh, you enjoyed the teleseminar, and I sure enjoyed having all of you online here and um, um, I will um, be in touch with you for uh, next month. Have a good rest of the month, everyone, and I'll talk to you in a month's time. And I will also uh, send out a notice if uh, these videos get posted before then. Okay, everybody. Bye.
1: The conference is now completed. Goodbye. Welcome to the conference. Please enter the conference ID followed by the pound key. Thank you. Guest ID accepted.